Good morning. This is Father Stosh Daly, and I am joined by Chuck and Joanne Wilson here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820. I, it's my privilege to invite you to join us in this Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of January, this first Friday of the new year, a year that's dedicated to Our Lady of Fatima as we celebrate the 100th anniversary of Our Lady throughout this year in Fatima, Portugal. As you join us for this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, I invite you to please join me in spirit as we open this hour with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Once again, I invite you and... uh, just invite you to join us this hour as I'm joined here in the studio by Chuck and John Wilson Good as we morning. enter into this Good morning, first Friday hour of the Sacred Heart. Well, here we are celebrating the Epiphany with one another. We've each journeyed our own way to the studio as the King's journey to the Lord. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, We're well, here. We're excited. We are excited. And what a great time to kick off this program. Mm. The first Friday, it's a new year, and really to help those out there listening today to understand the beauty of the heart of Jesus, the love that he just wants to penetrate into each individual, each family this year. And what better way, Father, than to start the year with really thinking about the resolution and maybe the resolution of going forward with the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. Maybe just share with the people again what this is about and why we're here today. Well, you know, it's incredible. We're here every first Friday now. Uh, the last time we were here, we were in the heartbeat of Advent, and we were speaking about how to prepare oh, for the coming of the quickly, Lord Father. by having the Lord come into our homes. And now here we are in this here new we year. Are. Uh, and we've entered into the fullness of what it means to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we've, you know, entered into the mysteries of our holy faith by participating in the Mass, by experiencing the beauty, the added beauty to our homes and even our cities. Uh, in the celebration of the birth of our Lord. And now we enter into this new year. But the spirit of Christmas Mm -hmm. continues on. And in that spirit of Christmas, here we are celebrating a beautiful day in time. And then we'll get to celebrate it liturgically on Sunday, the Epiphany. And, uh, you know, we're here in the midst of this Christmas season celebrating Epiphany. And we have this opportunity to once again return to the beauty of the First Friday. The First Friday dedicated to the Sacred Heart. And of course, as we were discussing before we went on air, we have all these incredible opportunities uh, given to us by the Lord to meditate upon the significance of uh, His heart in our lives and to understand, as we were discussing, you know, the what, the why, and the how. The what being the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, and how He wants His heart to be in our lives and in our homes and our businesses and our schools. And the why, He wants that union with us. The Lord Jesus Christ wants a union with each one of us. And he doesn't want there to be any distance. He doesn't want there to be any darkness getting in the way of his light. Um, he wants to truly dwell among us and even within us. And then we have the how. Okay, well, how do we make this happen? And we have this beautiful exercise called the enthronement of the Sacred Heart where we can bring 
the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ back into the world, back into the center of our lives through the enthronement, wherein an individual, a household, a family, a business, a school, they renew themselves by bringing themselves and all of who they are before the Lord through a series of prayers, dedicating themselves to the Sacred Heart, making sure that they make a a truly uh, gift gift of themselves to the Sacred Heart by bringing the Sacred Heart into their homes, into their lives. Um, And, of course, you you enter into the new year. We are each uh, filled with that excitement of having resolutions. And, you know, there's always that temptation to say, well, what do I want to get done this year? Uh, you know, and then, of course, by the end of the month, we're like, well, we'll save it for next year. You know, and we want to make sure that the Lord Jesus Christ isn't one of those things that has to be checked off, but rather he's with us while we're making the list. You know, sometimes I've said to check because he's more of a resolution maker and keeper. I'll say, <laughs> oh, my resolution is just to continue to do exactly what I've done last year. <laughs> And then I see the look on his face because he he can make my resolution. Well, for those who want to make a resolution and call in 614-459-4820, 614-459-4820, we have Scott and Mary Ellen Williamson on the phones. Thank you, Scott and Mary Ellen. Yeah, and um, they're missionaries of the Sacred Heart along with Joanne and I and Father and there are 80 other missionaries were spread throughout the Diocese of Columbus, and some are even outside the diocese up in Mansfield. And uh, it's a great opportunity for you to call in and uh, find out a little bit more about it, or have, or if you know about it, uh, to go ahead and just give your name, and then a missionary will follow up. And as Father said, how is it done you don't have to worry about anything. We bring all the supplies. Yes. We bring everything. You just open your door to Jesus. Yep. And we're there to witness your enthronement. You enthrone the home. But we have the manuals. We have the images. We have Our Lady of Fatima with us. And the preparation phase takes place on a day of the week. And then the following week, that same day, we return and we witness your enthronement. Each one takes about an hour. But it's the best hour you can give the to your family. The power hour. And also... <laughs> That's right. Good way and, to put it. <laughs> and also, there's no cost. We leave a donation envelope that never doesn't even come to the missionaries. And uh, it's definitely accessible, easy, and just say yes. But, Father, I was thinking we need to explain what you did so beautifully, the process but really, it's a, it is a process. When you make that enthronement and you open that door to our Lord, it's a, uh, it's a new beginning. It is. It's a conversion. It's a, conver- it's a conversion yep. experience. It's, it's the, a deepening experience of the love we have for the Lord. But it doesn't always happen overnight. <laughs> no. And, and we, uh, we should be grateful for that. We should be grateful exactly. for that. It takes time. <laughs> exactly. I love that part in the preparation, make your home another Bethany. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Where the Lord is welcome and a right. friend and, and Lord in a new way. And Chuck and I can say... That as we progress in this and grow deeper in that, we are seeing that transition and that growth, you know, maybe right. inch by inch. Exactly. But yeah. uh, but it is a moving forward. And it's the experience of God's mm-hmm. mercy. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact, I mean, his, his mercy is uh, so beautifully experienced as a result of his patience with us. Yeah. You know, I mean, if the Lord you know, came down and said, now, 
give yeah. you give yourself to me now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, um, I'm not ready for that yet, just yet. And then he says, well, I'm moving on. I'm leaving you. I'm going on. Next project, next person. But that's not the Lord at all. I mean, the Lord walks with us. He's very patient. He perseveres as a result of his mercy with us. And he gives us that time because he knows us more than we know ourselves. Mm-hmm. And through the enthronement process, um, and people hear us say that, the enthronement process. Well, what is that? The enthronement process begins when somebody realizes, I need, I want to have a deeper relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. I know that I can no longer um, act as if everything in my home, everything in my life, everything in my family, everything in the world is on my shoulders. And I can't I need live that help. way. Yeah. I need help to do that. Right. And so then they invite the Lord in. And mm-hmm. they invite the Lord in. And you know, most one of the most beautiful and yet simple ways to do that is, Make sure the Lord is the center of your home uh, through prayer. Make sure that prayer permeates your home. Uh, First, the prayer of your heart. Make sure that your heart is a heart of prayer and there's silence and peace there. Then, secondly, and just as importantly, make sure that your house is a home of vocal prayer. You know, if you're afraid to pray in your home out loud, you've got issues. (laughs) And we have to admit that. And sometimes we each have to say that to ourselves. It's like, Mm -hmm. why am I afraid to pray with my spouse? Hmm. Why am I afraid to pray with my children? Why am I afraid to ask my parents if we can pray? If there's there's any kind of uh, sentiment similar to that kind of statement, that is proof that there has to be a a reorientation of the focus And Father, in many homes that we go to, that is the case. Absolutely. And I'd say Mm -hmm. at one time that was the case for Chuck and I, but the enthronement is also, uh, that's maybe why we do have missionaries accompanying you on this preparation. It is the first time. Right. Sometimes it's the first time families have ever prayed the rosary together or prayed out loud. And that's why, yeah. We're here to help and support. Or just prayed, period. Exactly. And that's okay. You know, it's okay. Begin now. And that's why in the manual, we have all the prayers. Yeah. So you don't have to have them memorized. We pray together. And uh, it's a great sense of beginning for a lot of families or renewal for other families. And I know for us, after now having our house enthroned for many years, uh, that we do on special occasions, particularly Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, all these special times, uh, to really open up and to pray as a family before we even start the event. Right. And, that was uh, powerful for us. When well, you guys year. did something special at Christmas time this year, yes, as a family. we did for the <laughs> Wait, first time. Go ahead, Joanne. Well, we have fifteen grandchildren, and we decided to uh, sing a little song away in the manger, nothing big, to the Christ Child, and then have a little procession with two of our grandchildren placing Jesus in the manger. The problem was both girls really <laughs> wanted to hold on to Jesus. That's the problem when you have two mothers. We had a whole power struggle over the pillow in the entranceway. I thought Jesus might take a tumble. but uh, And then we said a prayer. It was simple, yeah. but it was meaningful. And we will never not do something like that And then again. we did a decade of the rosary. Did a decade of the rosary. And offer up yeah. prayer intentions for those members that were not present or for those that have been deceased, yeah. uh, for family members and those that are going friends and that are going through some difficulties. So when we started to open up the presence, they then... It was then, a different spirit. Yeah, it was. Well, and I think it's a beautiful example mm-hmm. in your own family, but also other families mm-hmm. can do something similar. 
or in their own way. Yeah. But it's a very beautiful example of how the domestic church is supposed to be alive. The mm-hmm. the church in the home. You know, we, we cannot leave the beauty of the liturgy just in the church. We have to have these kind of practices amongst ourselves in our homes so that we pass the faith on that we have so beautifully received to the little ones who are around us. And it's not perfect. We always say family life is messy. We <laughs> we have the you know teenager putting the feet up on the coffee table, looking like oh dear. The two We've Virgin Marys fighting over baby fighting Jesus. Over baby. <laughs> I mean, this is real, and that is what I think our Lord is chuckling along the way. It's because He loves family life. And if you're interested in knowing more or interested mm-hmm. in signing up, give us a call at six one four four five nine. 4820-614-459-4820. But that enthronement, Father, maybe talk a little bit about the going back to the Epiphany, the kings. Sure. Going to sure. Jesus, and maybe today Jesus now comes to us. Right. Well, you know what's beautiful is as we enter into this uh, ever more deeper, we enter into this season of Christmas, there's two groups of people we can really meditate upon. The first group are the shepherds. And the second group are the kings. Mm. Um, the shepherds, oddly enough, are probably the group that most of us can identify with the most. Yeah, I love the you know? shepherds. And if you think about the shepherds, especially from the Gospel of Luke, you know, the shepherds, just to be honest, they weren't exactly the most desirable or the most popular of people. That's why I like them. You know, <laughs> and that's why most of us can identify <laughs> with them. And they were they were a group of individuals who really, and you know, not to beat around the bush, but they were kind of social outcasts. Mm-hmm. They they weren't in the village. They weren't mm-hmm. in the city. They were out oftentimes by themselves for most of the day, uh, guarding or tending or protecting or feeding the flocks of kind sheep. Kind of smelly, probably. Oh, I think that goes without saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, they were out there. And look what happened. The angels went to them first. Mm. The angels went to them first. And then, of course, um, in the account of our Lord's birth, you know, Mary is sharing this account with St. Luke when he visits her in Ephesus. And she speaks from her own memories about how the shepherds went in haste. Mm. Now, what does that mean? Okay, the shepherds weren't exactly known for moving very fast. Mm. Their idea of moving fast and moving far was moving from one plot of grass to another. So if Mary says they went in haste, that means they had a mission. They knew that the words given to them by the Archangel Gabriel were going to transform their lives. And so oftentimes we have to remember that the shepherds are very often like us, or we are like them. And then today we have this other group of individuals we can reflect upon. Wow, the that's power beautiful. Of the kings, Father. the magi. These individuals who were really, I mean, they were sophisticated. They were brilliant. They were masters in their mm-hmm. own field. They knew the workings of the stars. They knew how to pay attention to what today we would probably call, you know, the science of biology. They knew how to look at the plants, the rivers, the unfolding of the stars, and they knew how all of that was going to basically impact our lives as people. And through their own science and through their own study of their practice, they came to understand that there was a truly incredible moment occurring in all of creation for the whole world. And these three individuals who were particularly spectacular in their field set off on a journey, risking their lives. Keep in mind, they journeyed from their home to a faraway land, risking their lives to come before a king whom they found as an infant. Now, we might not be able to necessarily identify with the three magi or the three kings, as we oftentimes refer to them, as a result of their you know, uh, professional <laughs> successfulness. But we can uh, really fall down in admiration for their humility, 
for their desire to come before the center of this incredible change in reality, which was the incarnation, the birth of our Lord. But what's beautiful is as the Magi journey to see the Lord, here through the reality of the Sacred Heart, we have the humility of admitting the Lord journeys to us. He doesn't make us journey Ooh, to Him. He journeys powerful, to us. Father. And He doesn't make us journey towards a faraway land to kneel before the mm. crib. He comes into our homes. And even more mm. powerfully and beautifully, He comes into mm. our hearts through Holy Communion. Mm. This is the gift of our Catholic faith. Jesus Christ is present in the Eucharist. He comes into mm. us. You know, He doesn't demand of us to journey halfway around the mm. world to come before Him. He comes to us in the Mass. He comes to us in Holy Communion. He comes to us in our homes through the Sacred Heart. And this is what's beautiful about a devotion that is universal like the Sacred Heart. No matter what day in the life of the Church, no matter what day it is in the Mm -hmm. year, we always have another reason to ponder the depth of love that Jesus has for us in his heart. And today we are able to draw close to that through the reality of the three kings, the three magi, you know, comparing them against the shepherds. One group was, uh, let shall we say, maybe not as perfumed as the other. You know? <laughs> but they were nevertheless, they, were, they knew how to do what they had to do. And both groups had the humility to follow that invitation to come before the Lord. And, and I think when you were sharing that, I was thinking a lot of times when we go visit these homes and uh, bring Jesus there with the images and the statue, they're concerned about how their home looks. Absolutely. Oh, that's a yeah. good one. And I would want people to say, that's not even an issue. No, no way. We, we just no go way. to a room and we yeah. just sit down with a chair. you, a chair, and wh- wherever your house is, that's yeah. where it is. It's not like it's got to be perfect. Right. And I think that's what, when you said about the shepherds oh, going in haste. Jack. And I also thought when you said the two comparisons, mm-hmm. you know, for my journey, I was sort of like the shepherd. Mm-hmm. Intellectually, I didn't get it, yeah. but my heart got it. Yeah. But other people who are friends of mine... They, they they had to get it in the head first, right? Hmm. Yeah. And I think the um, the kings really got it first of all in their head. They understood yeah. this miracle. Hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting if you um, in Jesus of Nazareth, the the books written by Pope Emeritus Benedict the Sixteenth, he draws a beautiful connection, and it was very rich for meditation on uh, the three magi, but also a certain character by the name of Simon Magus in the Acts of the Apostles. And he says that Simon came from the same group of individuals as the three magi. Hmm. He, he came from a very, uh, what we would call today, a scientifically oriented community. They knew how to pay attention to creation. They were able, they were very astute. But Simon saw a power in the apostles. He saw a power that didn't originate in this world. And it didn't come from within creation. It came from far above. And Simon wanted to buy that. And Benedict draws this connection by saying the humility of the three who are willing to lay down themselves before a baby versus Simon who just wants to purchase and buy. And this is the enthronement. This is the reality of the sacred heart. You know, you can't uh, buy the sacred heart. (laughs) You have to lay down yourself before the Lord and just admit his love and our reception of his love is what matters. Not the money, not the... You know, the organization of our house, not how new our furniture is, not how new the carpet is. But the, you know, just con- considering the reality of the three magi and the shepherds and the beauty of the sacred heart of Jesus, uh, here we are. And, you know, if you have any questions or if that desire is growing within your heart to bring the heart of Jesus Christ into your home, I invite you to please call 614 459 
614-459-4820. Again, 614-459-4820. And I'm Father Stosh Daly, and joining me in the studio today are Chuck and Joanne Wilson. And we've been discussing the Sacred Heart of Our Lord Jesus Christ on this first Friday, Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Radio. You know, Father, what I was thinking is that as you were describing that beautiful scene of how much you got out of just a few lines of Scripture and inviting us to take time with Scripture, sometimes we kind of rush through or at Mass, you know, we're not even reading along, we're listening and we're so distracted. But, you know, just that word haste that you dwelt on. And even in our manual for the enthronement, there are so many beautiful lines to go back and reflect on, which we leave with you in the home. Every home has a manual to refer back to for a continual. And then, of course, calling everyone to get deeper into Scripture. And, uh, you know, yesterday I was babysitting for the children in the car while one of my daughters rushed into the doctor quickly. She handed me a book, Appointment with God, Father Scanlon's. And, you know, only like 30 pages. And I, I said, wow, some of these little helps that we have out there to renew them in the new year of deepening our love for scripture and especially the most sacred heart of Jesus. And you know, and when you pick up the Holy Bible and you pick up the whole volume, you say, oh my heavens, how am I ever going to get through this? (laughs) This is the good book, you know? And then even if you just go down to the single, one single gospel, you look at that and say, Mm -hmm. oh, but if you just take it one chapter and if you go from one chapter and you just take the first five or 10 verses, especially in this season, go to the beginning of Luke and just reread the infancy narratives, the first two chapters or just the first chapter. Make sure those words you know, resonate within your heart. And the only way you can mm-hmm. do it is by reading them and praying them as you read them. And just focus on those words like haste. What does that yeah. mean? Yeah. It's like a nicer way of saying hurry. Uh, <laughs> they hurry. Uh, they move fast. Well, what does that mean? The shepherds, they were convicted by something. And we have to, um, we have to allow our hearts to move from being cold, like the weather, to warm and radiant, like the heart of our Lord and to move with that haste towards the Lord uh, and respond to his invitation to become one with him. You know, Father, we're going to be discussing in a moment, again, the 12 promises uh, that were given to St. Margaret Mary back in 1675 and focusing on the, the third promise, because I think this time of the year is not a pleasant time for a lot of people. It's a very antsy time. Right. A lot of issues going on. Uh, they've had a great Christmas. Or not. Or not. And then they've looked at their bills, their credit cards, the finances. And I think this is why we need Jesus more than ever, to calm the hearts. So maybe we just go through the 12 promises again, rotate around. And then at that point, I know we're going to take a break shortly and then maybe come back on number three and really focused on that in the second session that we're going to have. Sounds good. Okay, Joanne, you want to start? Number one, I will give them all the graces necessary for their state in life. The second one, I will give peace in their families. The third one, I will console them in all their troubles. Number four, I shall find, they shall find in my heart an assured refuge during life and especially at the hour of death. 
The fifth promise, I will pour abundant blessings on all their undertakings. The sixth, sinners shall find in my heart the source and infinite ocean of mercy. Number seven, tepid souls shall become fervent. The eighth, fervent souls shall speedily rise to great perfection. And number nine, I will bless the homes in which the image of my sacred heart shall be exposed and honored. Number 10, I will give to priests the power to touch the most hardened hearts. The 11th promise, those who propagate this devotion shall have their name written in my heart, and it shall never be effaced. And number 12, the all-powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion on the first Friday of nine consecutive months the grace of a final repentance. They shall not die under my displeasure nor without receiving their sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hour. And these are words from our Lord Jesus. Father, maybe explain to the people how these words came. Very good. Are these, you know, the promises, if you go back to the the dialogue, the conversation between our Lord and St. Margaret Mary, you're not going to find a list of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, mm-hmm. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. You're going to find a, a conversation a conversation which is expanded over a rather large book. And these 12 promises are basically summaries or statement summaries of the conversation between our Lord and St. Margaret Mary when he appeared to that visitation sister who is now one of our saints in heaven in her monastery, the visitation in Père Le Monial in France. Which you've been to. Uh, not yet. <laughs> I thought you were there. Well, Spiritually you're on your speaking, way. I hope I've been there. <laughs> but I haven't been there in person, no. And, I mean, if it's a gift of by location, that's something I don't know anything about. So, <laughs> But, no, it, our Lord visited um, this young particular uh, sister, visitation sister, uh, St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. And um, through those conversations and the revelations of his deep love for humanity, and I'm going to stress that, his love mm-hmm. for humanity, uh, he, was, he went to this young sister to remind her his love for humanity and his desire for humanity to love him in return. These statement summaries came out of that conversation and dialogue. That's good. That's helpful. Is that it? Are we all set? <laughs> for this we got the we word. <laughs> We're going to put a little music on, and uh, we will check in here for the next half-hour segment. And God bless. And again, give us a call at 614-459-4820. Just do it. Just re- be open to receive Jesus in your home and let Jesus take over. That's the beauty of it. And stay 60 tuned. Seconds with Mother Angelica. We all have our little things about being faithful. Some of you have left the church, you know that? You thought everybody there was being a hypocrite. You might as well go. Everybody that goes to church is a sinner. And some of you have left the church because you think, well, this man goes or that woman goes and they have this bad life. I'm not going to go. You go to church to receive the Eucharist. The body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. You go to give him praise and honor. And you know why you go? You go because Sunday is the Lord's Day, and you want to give it to him. I know there's a lot of reasons why some of you have to work. or work night shifts, day shifts. Those are exceptions to the rule. But are we faithful in going to Mass on Sundays? You know, you give six days a week to your family, to yourself, to the world. Why can't we give one day to God? Isn't that strange how selfish we are? The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Signs by Tomorrow, where signs of success are just an order away. 
conveniently located in Gahanna at 76 North Stigler Road, 614-478-6472. The bishop is our shepherd. The sheep know his voice. Learn about the faith from Bishop Frederick F. Campbell with the St. Gabriel Catholic Radio audio archives of Bishop Campbell's Reflections. The audio files are online and on demand. This treasury of Catholic teaching is a great tool for Bible study groups, PSR classes, RCIA programs, and people of all ages. Check out Bishop Campbell in the archives at stgabrielradio.com. Believing that every life is precious and should be honored, Back in His Arms Again is an organization that helps families of miscarriage and infant loss provide a proper and dignified burial. If you have suffered through a loss of a baby or know someone who has, please visit backinhisarmsagain.com for more information. Again, that is backinhisarmsagain.com. The Final Floor, Inc. Install, finish, and maintain athletic floors, both wood and synthetic, online at thefinalfloor.com. And good morning. This is Father Stosh Daly at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, joined in the studio this morning on this First Friday Sacred Heart Hour by Chuck and Joanne Wilson. As we enter into the second half of this Sacred Heart segment on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, I invite you to please join me in our opening prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you in the members of our family and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Well, Chuck and Joanne, here we are at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio on our third monthly installment oh, of the so Sacred Heart Hour. Here, <laughs> we're very blessed to have St. Gabriel Catholic Radio here in not only the Columbus Diocese, but also throughout the state of Ohio. In fact, I was reminded last month, some of the calls we received from the listeners asking questions about the Sacred Heart of Jesus or the enthronement of the Sacred Heart some of those calls came from outside our diocese. Mm. So we were getting some healthy competition from the Archdiocese of Cincinnati, our lovely uh, superior in the diocese you know, world to the south. And so you know, throughout the rest of this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart, if anyone's listening out there and you're hearing these words about the Sacred Heart or about the promises given by our Lord to St. Margaret Mary to all of humanity uh, in response to those who respond to his love, if you have questions or desires to you know, participate in the enthronement, we encourage you to call St. Gabriel Catholic Radio at 614-459-4820. Again, if you're interested in learning more about the Sacred Heart or signing up for an enthronement of the Sacred Heart in your home, in your business, or your school, please call 614-459-4820. And Father, what about those who have had the enthronement, uh, our new offering of the auxiliary. Sure. Well, you know, something to keep in mind, for those who have already participated in the enthronement, please, please, please 
do not treat this reality of your love for the Lord as a one and done. Mm-hmm. Where in a new year, renew the enthronement, renew the enthronement each day by just keeping yourself focused on the Lord. And if you desire to become more spiritually a part of or invested in this uh, movement, this organic movement of bringing our Lord back into the center of reality through the enthronement of the Sacred Heart, we have something that started in the last few months called the Auxiliary of the Sacred Heart. And it's basically where someone becomes a prayer warrior or a spiritual prayer warrior and the spiritual backbone of the overall missionaries of the Sacred Heart. You become a part of our team wherein you receive emails with intentions for prayers. You receive updates on how the enthronements are going throughout our area. What about your meditations, Father? Do they receive those? I don't know. Do they? <laughs> I <laughs> think we love them that. too much to do that. We're talking about that. <laughs> so. They're awfully We don't good. want to bother them too much. We want them to pray for us. So. <laughs> but, but I think what we know, Father, is as missionaries are going out, we are praying for those families we're going to. Yes. And to have that support of other people also praying right. for Jesus to come in their homes. And I think it was brought up at the break time. All this is for those who are going to have their home and throne. You don't have to worry about anything. No. The team arrives, the missionaries. Yeah. There's just two people. So open, Just open the door to Jesus. Yep, open the door. And to know that you're being prayed for yeah. as you enter into that journey of deepening the conversion of heart and opening your heart to the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. And maybe, Father, you know, so many families are going through so many issues today. And I thought this segment, uh, we would sort of meditate and talk a little bit about number three, the third promise. You want to read that and then... Sure. And once again, just to uh, revisit the reality, you know, the promises are summaries of the overall conversation and dialogue had between our Lord and St. Margaret Mary. The third summary, the third promise, is I will console them in all their troubles. Now, what's beautiful is uh, the first time these were translated from French into English, it used the direct translation from St. Mar- Margaret Mary, and she said, My Lord said he will console them in all their troubles. Um, so just to make it more personal between the Lord and the individual person who has the Sacred Heart in their home, you know, it ended up being translated into, I will console them in all their troubles. What does this mean? You know, we have to be very particular and astute in the words we use in our language to fully appreciate the meaning we're trying to communicate. When the Lord says, I will console them in all their troubles, he's letting us know not only are we not alone, but he embraces us in those troubles and he walks with us. You know, as we were um, contemplating and meditating upon in preparation for today, you know, we were each reminded of the beauty of that particular poem, which so many people love, you know, the footprints in the sand. And it's a very powerful uh, image to be given, the fact that the Lord walks with us. The Lord consoles us by helping us to realize the burden of this present moment is not purely on our shoulders. And Father, I know you had a burden recently (laughs) (laughs) that many of us have experienced in different ways. Maybe you'd like to share that with us. Or not. No. (laughs) no, Two days ago, I was on my way back from uh, Cleveland and, uh, you know, I had to go up there for meetings and was collecting a few items for some of the convents down here in Columbus, as well as for a group of priests who work in one of our parishes. And trying to help everybody out. I said, I'll just, you know, while I'm in Cleveland, I'll collect everything and bring it back for everybody. So my little car, the little car I have, is packed. 
I mean, it's packed full. What There's was only it space. packed with, Father? Uh, <laughs> three tabernacles, <laughs> statue of baby Jesus, a four-foot-tall painting of the Divine Mercy in Polish, you know. <laughs> Vestments for the Christ child. How do you explain that to the state trooper who you know, helps over you? So anyway, I'm leaving Cleveland, and um, that you could actually feel the temperature dropping. You know, as you're standing outside in Cleveland, and that's not exactly something that's enjoyable. So, and I, you look to the north over the lake, and you could see these really dark clouds coming in. So I just said, "Well, it's time to hit the road." Hit the road just outside of Cleveland. Hit a pothole. I was like, "Well, okay, car seems fine." 80 miles to the south, so I'm at the border of Morrow County and Delaware County, my car just starts shaking uncontrollably. So I just gently pull off to the side, get on the shoulder, go up to a bridge, just under the bridge, and I'm on the side, and then get out of my car, and my front right tire is just completely blown. There's nothing in there. And of course, now, you know, there is a direct connection with... The promise number three. <laughs> it's true. The Lord does console us. You know, and I, first instinct is like, get the spare. So I open up the back, you know, hutch. There's no spare, you know. So second, okay, call AAA. Call them. And the lady on the phone, she says, well, you probably don't have a spare. And it's like, well, yes, I don't. <laughs> There's no spare. But there is this can that says it'll seal my tire. But I don't have a tire left. You know? So call and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And just as a result of the course of the day, you know, I had to wait um, for an extended period of time. And you're just sitting there and watching the sun move all over you. And it's moving to set down and thinking, well, I wasn't planning on being here the whole day. But, you know, you're in the silence of a car that won't move you know, on the side of the road, watching everybody hurry on to their next destination. And, you know, what happened? Well, I was basically invited or coerced into a moment of solitude with the Lord. And uh, there's always that temptation to become frustrated, become overly anxious, and become upset. And I had to laugh at one point. I was sitting in my car and waiting for the tow truck to come. And uh, I just had to say, you know, Lord, as long as you are here, as I'm looking around, I see a variety of images that remind me of you, baby Jesus, divine mercy, (laughs) the three tabernacles. As long as you're here, that's all that really matters. And what was somewhat funny is when the state trooper showed up to make sure I was okay, the trooper leaned into my car and said, um, Father, are you moving someplace? And I said, no, I'm going back home. Well, there's no space in your car for anything except for you. And I said, well, I'd love to invite you in, but as you said, there's no space. So, you know, even the tow truck driver noticed the same. But, you know, we have to live out that experience of the yeah. faith. And, and really, it was an invitation from the Lord to practice what I and preach understand and teach. we're not alone. That no, he is with not us. at all. The Lord is always there with us. And it's up to us to whether it's up to us to either pay attention to him. And or, meanwhile, don't let us alone either here. Please call in and please call 614-459-4820, 614-459-4820. And I think, Father, as you were sharing that, beautiful story. We, we all go through situations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of times the situation yeah. is right in the home. Yes, it's very the true. frustration. Yeah. Exactly. And we allow frustrations to take over, right. our struggles to take over, anger to take over. And I know for Joanne and I, the gift of enthroning our Lord in the home right. is now he is the king, the brother and friend of ours. Exactly. And it changes the home. And as you said, it's not a once and done. No. It's it's to continue just like in your car. It continues with you. Yeah. 
And, um, and you ahead. have to turn to him rather yeah. than turning to all of the other things we can turn to. You have to turn to the Lord. First. And the reason we bring the images of the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart and we say, put them in a place. Father's good about saying it. Put them where you are. Right. You know, yeah. and maybe it's the kitchen that, exactly. you know, mothers are in kitchens <laughs> right. a lot. Not that formal living room. No one's Not always stepped that, foot into. Well, yeah, where no one's there. <laughs> yeah. And it's about helping, as Mother Angelica always said, about holy reminders. Right. And you know something else that's important is when someone or a family, a household, a business, when that individual or group of people, a family, enters into the enthronement, you become a part of a broader family, and that is the whole movement of the Sacred Heart. And that's important because a lot of times people will do the enthronement as a family or as an individual, and then you know things happen. Things still happen. Life still happens. And we want to let you know that you are held in our prayers every day, every month, and we also periodically throughout the year, uh, at least I do, send all of these requests, all of the families, to the visitation nuns in several different monasteries who are so deeply appreciative that we are carrying out the work of making the Sacred Heart known. Father, I just thought about also another um, point to maybe share about is what about if all the family's not on board? Or what about right. some of them are actually, you know, very resistant or negative sure. or or out of the country, maybe in the service or yes. living it. Yeah. How about that with the enthronement? And, you know, in these times, so many of our families are spread not just across the state, the nation, but oftentimes even the world, as you highlight. It's important to go ahead and first enthrone the sacred heart in your own heart. Mm. Pray and pray without ceasing. Bring the Lord into your home. Uh, and you know, and sometimes there are those members in the family who struggle with the reality of faith. They struggle with the public expressions of our faith, even like hanging the sacred heart in the home through a picture or placing a statue there. You know, and if you are the um, the mother or father, do not be afraid. Go ahead and make sure the Lord is at the center of your home. You know, if you're in a situation where you're sharing an apartment or a house with several roommates or whatnot. Well, make sure the Lord is in your bedroom. Make sure the Lord's image of the Sacred Heart is in your room. Do not be afraid. uh, And allow the Lord's grace to permeate your residence and to also become, uh, help you to become an intercessor for those who struggle in that home, in that environment. Again, um, if you have an opportunity to think about enthroning your home or with questions, give us a call at 614-459-4820. Or you can go on to our website, sacredheartcolumbus.org, sacredheartcolumbus.org. If you're in your car, if you're traveling now, uh, you're not able to call in, remember it's just sacredheartcolumbus.org. And also, if you have, I invite you to call in briefly, if you have a something to share of how this has transformed your home and been meaningful to your home, because... We do get those notes, and they are treasures, and they help us to see the grace that is happening with this enthronement. So call and share that. And and I think what this is all about is every family today is dealing with some issue. It's a tough culture. It's a tough culture that is going on, whether the children have left the church, whether it's been a something, whatever has happened in the family. 
And I think we know the importance now. There's help out there. There's help, and it's help is Jesus. Right. It's not the missionaries. No. It is Jesus we are bringing you. So at this point, Father, maybe we want to just close with the prayer that's in our card. And um, Well, and I think, you know, what we'll do is we'll enter into um, this prayer, and then we'll take a brief break and rejoin you for the closing of the hour. So we close with, uh, O Lord, please help us carry our cross daily out of love for you and help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the Holy Eucharist. Thank you, dear Jesus, for all the blessings of this day. Protect us and all families during the unfolding of this new year and help us to live that we might get to heaven and be with you forever. Amen. Amen. Do you have a special intention for which you pray? perhaps a concern for a loved one, or thanksgiving for a particular blessing. Consider taking your prayer directly to Jesus while adoring Him in the Blessed Sacrament. The Divine Mercy Perpetual Adoration Chapel at St. Matthew the Apostle Church offers you that special time with the Lord. In eloquent silence, have that important conversation with Him anytime, day or night. Divine Mercy Perpetual Adoration, St. Matthew the Apostle Church, 807 Havens Corners Road in Gehanna. Open adoration is from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day or visit stmatthew.net to enroll for a weekly hour. That's stmatthew.net. May the Lord let his face shine upon you and give you his peace. Rutherford Funeral Homes and Crematories, serving families in Central Ohio since 1923. Online at RutherfordFuneralHome.com. There are many ways to listen to AM820 on the radio, online, and on smartphones. Listen live on your Android and iPhone using St. Gabriel Radio's very own app available from your app store. You can also get the Catholic perspective on your computer. Just go to stgabrielradio.com and use the listen button at the top of the homepage. Tune into the faith as you cruise across town and around the world. I Am Only Mary, the novel, is a meditation on the life of Mary by Columbus author Tom Atzberger. Available on Amazon.com. That's I Am Only Mary on Amazon.com. And we welcome you back to this Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of the month of January, but also the first Friday for this new year. I'm Father Stosh Daly, joined by Chuck and Joanne Wilson here in the studios at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio here in Columbus, Ohio. And as we enter into this new year, we have a particular opportunity to meditate upon and give thanks and praise for the gift of the presence of Our Lady in our lives. This is truly going to be a beautiful year to draw closer to our Lord's Sacred Heart, in a particular way because this will be the 100th anniversary of the apparitions of Our Lady in Fatima. It's oh, exciting, Father. In those apparitions, Our Lady, you know, she really speaks to each one of mm. us as her children. There's a particular maternal, mm. a maternal tone to her voice in Fatima where she's truly begging us, as only a mother can, to come back to her son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is, in a very beautiful way, the perfect opportunity for somebody to renew 
their personal love for the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, to renew their love for Our Lady, especially under the title of Our Lady of Fatima, to bring Our Lord into their homes. And it's also particularly poignant that we highlight that when the missionaries of the Sacred Heart go into the home, they bring an image of Our Lady of Fatima into the home. A beautiful statue of Our Lady of Fatima. It's a traveling statue, too. So it's going from home to home. Which is particularly beautiful, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the graces that just come for that week when Our Lady's visiting them, preparing them with a Mm -hmm. deeper, deeper uh, enthronement with our Lord Jesus Christ into the Sacred Heart. And we share that. People wonder why we bring the statue of Our Lady of Fatima and the image. And there's also an opportunity in the preparation to do the consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. But but everything Mary Mm -hmm. does goes to Jesus. It draws everybody to Jesus. And I know... John Paul II Mm -hmm. just had a very high regards for Our Lady of Fatima. But this is what he says about the Sacred Heart. Welcome the presence of the heart of Jesus, entrusting your home to him. Seek to draw from his open heart the saving, healing love that is so necessary for families today in order to build a civilization of love. And, you know, that's what this is about this is about bringing Jesus into every home. That's what Father, yeah. that's what Pope John Paul Saint now John Paul really wanted is to bring the heart of Jesus into every home because he saw what was coming. Why yeah. he knew, even in Poland, what he lived, right, and the help that was needed and is still needed today. And you know, I think you know, over the past few years, as Sacred Heart Columbus has worked to bring our Lord back into the center of every Christian home. Uh, here in Ohio, um, we have we're guesstimating. You know, yeah. we've been to almost a thousand homes. Right, uh, just adding up what the individual missionaries have done and the different priests to help us. And in every home, there's a different experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every experience is founded on the love that Christ has for the individual or the family that's there. And you know, and as Chuck and Joanne have highlighted so beautifully, what always occurs is that there's always that openness to the love that Christ has for humanity, for whoever is living there. And there's always a different response given from the people, especially those who are completely on board, those who are completely off board, those who don't even know there's a ship he, sailing. He takes us know. where we are, how we are. He meets us where we are, and he takes us to where we need to go. Yeah. And and as we you know consider all of the many different households and families and individuals and schools and even the businesses that have participated in the enthronement, it's important for each one of us to remember that this has to be a lived a lived encounter with the Lord. And we ongoing. really do appreciate, Father, when people share with us um, the transformation or the graces that have come. And I know we just recently received that feedback from a home that we did the enthronement with. And Chuck, you want to tell us about that? Yeah, and um, in this home, there, I, I think Father said each home is unique. Our Lord is working with each one of us and uh, where we are. And in this home, it was just praying uh, for a child to maybe return to the church, been away and um, in their early 20s. And uh, after the enthronement, and as we know, Father, it doesn't, we don't know the Lord's plan, how these 12 promises uh, come about and when they come about within families. But in this case, uh, their daughter called them out of the blue and said, I'm willing to meet you for Mass, to go to Mass on Sunday. And that was a real answer to 
a family that had probably been discerning this enthronement over many years. Yeah. Uh, and part yeah. of it is don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait for <laughs> there's no uh, right right moment. Now is the moment. Now is the time. Be like the shepherds. Be move like with haste. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Run with haste. <laughs> yeah. And uh and move with haste and 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 just call in at 614-459-4820. But if you're in the car, you can't call right now, sacredheartcolumbus.org. I know I talked to a number of people that said, gee, we listened to the program, didn't call in, but we need our house and throne. And they can still call the station after that. That's right. And they'll be happy yeah. to take the name and number and pass it on. And once again, continue to support and pray for AMA 20. We've reached a time now we can't imagine not having AM 820. So, but we can't take it for granted. This is such a gift to be able to be here this morning, but to be able to turn it on and hear the programming and the truth that we now have taken for granted. We can't take that for granted. So continue to support AM 820. So as we journey into the new year, as Father talked about, and he talked about in the journey of the new year, that uh, we're really looking at the first Fridays uh, coming with the Sacred Heart Hour. It's because the Lord has said we need to make this day holy. And one way to make it holy is to go to Mass, right. make your first Fridays, and start putting the Lord first in your life. And I think then you'll continue to receive the blessings like so many that have enthroned their home to the Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of times there's that tendency, especially as Catholic Christians, to say, well, that's for Father. Yeah. Or, that's, for, that's for the nuns. <laughs> Let the priests and nuns go to the first Friday Mass and devotions. Yeah, Father Wilson keeps yeah. reminding me that it's is for not everybody. so. <laughs> it is for everybody. Um, and it's for, you know, anybody and everybody to fall uh, ever more deeper in love with the Lord Jesus Christ and to really respond to the pleadings of his divine heart. And, you know, in the prayers of the enthronement, there's that place where we ask the Lord for the grace to have our homes become another Bethany. Mm. What does that mean? Well, that's where Mary, Martha, and Lazarus lived. Mm. They were the cousins of the Lord. That's where the Lord was able to lay his head down and rest and not be concerned by what people would think or say mm -hmm. or do. You know, But just as uh, we ask the Lord to help our homes become another Bethany, we should also in this time strive to ask the Lord for the grace to help our homes become the Bethlehem. Help our homes to become the Bethlehem. Help our homes become the Nazareth. Help our homes become the Bethany. Now, what do you mean by that? I'm a little confused. Just as the Lord was born into Bethlehem, yeah. you know, a place that was very imperfect, oh, yeah. a place that was not necessarily uh, clean, you know, <laughs> there were animals crawling around uh -huh. everywhere, you know, there was probably a certain uh, stink in the uh -huh. air. Well, but, I mean, if you have to think about it, people are sometimes waiting for their homes to be perfect to mm. welcome the Lord. It's like, now, wait a minute. Mm. If the Lord was willing to be born into Bethlehem, oh, that's a and that was a cave, image. that was a hut, and it stank, yeah. you know, what about your home? Your uh. home is a thousand times better than Bethlehem. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with where you are now. Allow the Lord mm. to meet you there. And Nazareth, you know, remember the words of Philip, what good can come from Nazareth? Well, there's, you know, we can always allow ourselves to become overwhelmed with the temptation. What good can come from my home? What good can come from my heart? Allow the Lord to meet you there. You know, allow the Lord to make good come from your heart oh, and from Father, your home. Oh, Father, that is so helpful. And I hope that frees up some of you out there 
that have been holding back because of some of these reasons. That is yeah. beautiful. Product. Or if you've done the enthronement and there's issues in your family or in your life where uh-huh. there's struggles with sin and you've done the enthronement mm-hmm. and you say, I came so close and now I've fallen so far. You have to remember the Lord, he's not gauging us or judging us on perfection. He's judging us on holiness. Mm-hmm. So strive for that union with the Lord and do not allow the imperfections of our human relationships. Don't allow the reality of sin. Don't allow the woundedness that each one of us carries to prevent you or your loved ones from drawing close to the Lord. Allow your heart, allow your home to be the Bethlehem, the Nazareth, and of course, indefinitely, the Bethany. I like Cana. Yeah. <laughs> you just want those miracles. <laughs> and our Lord, by his heart being outside, is just pouring his love to us. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's yeah. us that are putting that umbrella up or that barrier up that won't allow us to receive that love. And until we can receive it, and that's the beauty of the enthronement of the Sacred Heart, then we can return the love to our Lord. And when we return our love to the Lord, then we can love others. And I think as a family unit today, there's no greater gift than to bring Jesus and his love and the graces that he wants to give the family. And then in return, we as a family can love each other in a greater way. And that family's desire for the presence of the Sacred Heart, that is an integral, it's an absolutely fundamental and very important part of the restoration of civilization. Uh, Because a lot of us think, well, you know, this world is really messed up. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of issues going on around. What am I supposed to do? Bring the Lord into your home. Mm -hmm. Bring the Lord into your home. And then highlight and share and give witness by your life to the presence of the Lord in your home to others. And he moves from one heart to a home, from one home to another home, throughout the neighborhood, throughout the parish, a city, a state, the nation. You want to try to figure out how you can help the world get better? Bring the Lord into your home. You know, we have two great events coming up. One is on February 18th, the Catholic Women's Conference, and on February 25th, the Catholic Men's Conference. And if today you haven't called in and you don't go to the website, sacredheartcolumbus.org, you can sign up at the conferences. And we have a for the enthronement. For the enthronement. And it's a beautiful time to really enter in to a day retreat with the Band of Brothers of Sisters or the Band of Brothers with Brothers. Um, and it's not too early to register. No, you can register and uh, just go on catholicmensministry.com. And, uh, but I think what's important is for us to take a step forward, we also have to help our families take that step forward. And that's what this enthronement is, Father. And maybe as we come to close, and I know we're going to have a prayer here in a moment, Maybe just, again, uh, reiterate to the people the call that Jesus is making the families today. Well, the Lord invites us to remember and to consider and to make the truth our own, that we cannot do this all by ourselves. We cannot carry the burdens of this world, the stress of this life on our shoulders or definitely within our hearts. We're not supposed to. And the Lord wants to join with us in this life to console us and to help us come back to him. And in a particular way, you know, as we enter into this year and we enter into this prayer, um, let us keep in our minds and our intentions uh, all of those who will be journeying from across the country to Washington, D.C. for the March for Life at the end of this year. And as we enter into this prayer to the Sacred Heart, um, let us offer up the intention of safe travels for all of those who will be journeying to D.C. for the March for Life. 
So together, keeping in mind all of those who have participated in the enthronement and those who will soon do so, keeping in mind the safe travels of all of those pilgrims going to D.C. for the March for Life at the end of this month, let us join together in one spirit and pray in one voice. O most holy holy heart of Jesus, Jesus, fountain of every every blessing, blessing. I adore you, I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessings in all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. WVSG Columbus, Ohio. This is the home for listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820.